Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast that you were two former roommates roommate. talk about a new movie every week. But this week on the show, we're talking 90s movies because once again, it's time to draft. Not only is this a draft episode, it's also the one year anniversary of the pod. Can we get some from the audience here, a little clap? Let's yeah. go. There we go. Uh, so we have quite the episode in store to celebrate. Obviously, like I said, we're going to hit the 90s movies draft first and then i've got a little trivia for cody uh after that as always i'm your host corbin's vocal and i'm joined by my co-host the cody and cody and corbin have a podcast cody webb cody how are we doing on this fine afternoon hey man doing great very excited to be here for another draft video uh i believe this is the, our third one if i'm not mistaken and you know, the first two, I did take away the ship. So, I mean, I really have nothing to lose here. Uh, I could just throw and let you guys feel good about yourself. But, uh, yeah, the 90s is also a good decade to do it. I think we were talking uh, just a couple episodes ago about what might, what might be the best decade of movies. And the 90s were both up there for us. So, uh, should be a lot to choose from. And we got some good guests. But, yeah, I'm excited to be here, man. Well, let's go ahead and move on to it and introduce our guests. Each 90s draft, we have added a person. But all the way back in the 2010s draft, we had Jake Ross. Jake's back for his third draft, looking to, you know, finally win one. Jake, how do you feel today? I feel great. As long as I get a high pick, man, I'm going to take home that. Cody, I should have won 2010s. Still. Still bothered about it. That's debatable. <laughs> still bothered about it. <laughs> all right. And coming back. The man who just had coming off a shoulder surgery, ready to come back from injury from the 2000s draft, Liam Durbin. Liam, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. Um, I'm very confident. I was alive for over nine months of the 90s, so I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on uh, on cinema for the decade. There, um, I'm ready. I'm ready to put some work in today. All righty. And then joining us as the newcomer for our largest episode ever, J.D. Hoover. J.D., what's going on, man? How's it going? Um, this is my first time on, and I'm glad to be here. Um, hoping to make a dent and leave an impact. Awesome, awesome. Now, either J.D. Is, or Liam is the oldest person here. I'm not sure who, but one of you guys might have a distinct advantage. It's going to be close. I'm April 17th. Oh, I'm 14. Three days older. There you go. There you go. He's got it. Three days older. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's get into the uh, the rules and, and some of the categories here. So uh, since this is an expanded draft with five people, we, we knocked off a category. But uh, here are the categories. Rom-com, which, uh, you know, loose definition, we, we can, there could be some potential for, uh, depending on what the, we think the genre might be. Uh, based on a book, that should be an interesting one. Movie starring Robin Williams, Oscar winner, Oscar winner in any category. Uh, blockbuster, which is defined as $100 million domestically. And then, of course, we ha will have a wild card at the end. Uh, those are our categories. Now it comes down to it. We've got to pick an order. I'm going to share my screen so that everybody can see that I'm not cheating here sharing we're going to spin the wheel this will be a snake draft so if you have the first pick you also have to wait a while so we'll see who has the first pick oh if i get the first pick here it's over boys wrap it up liam oh, God damn it. oh pain 
All right, Liam's coming in hot with pick number one. I know Jake is very disappointed about that. We'll go pick two. I am also disappointed. Cody. Let's go. That's what we needed, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's over. Cody taking Cody taking I number two. That, <laughs> I better get this one, boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is, Jake. Oh, yeah. Disappointed. Jake with pick three, and then now to determine who will be the butt of the snake. Me at four and JD at five. I think it's time to get into it. Liam, you are on the clock. Okay. What's your first pick? I know the concern is the category I want to pick it in. Um, but I won't waste any more time. I'm going goodwill hunting <laughs> in Robin Williams. I feel like the movie speaks for oh itself. Um, is this was this was Ben Affleck's uh first script he wrote correct yeah matt and ben together yeah. coming out hot right now a great debut by both of them as well as the performances with robin williams capping it off um in my opinion probably the best movie of the decade um by far it's in so many of these categories for a reason um i couldn't go anywhere else yeah, absolutely. Now I know Jake is particularly upset about that, so let's let's hear from him. What are what are your thoughts? Literally, Jake? my favorite movie of all time. It's the reason Matt Damon is my favorite actor of all time. I know that. I've seen it like twenty times, probably the most I've ever seen any movie. I can quote almost the whole thing. Oh, that's kind of a, kind of a flex. That's what I would have picked if I got the first pick. So. Yes, yeah, same. If, I mean, if that slipped by, I was one hundred percent taking it up too. So. Jake would have never seen the light of day anyways, but definitely a good pick. Pain. The pain. <laughs> Easily the, the best uh, first pick overall. Uh, Robin Williams, kind of a lighter category, a little bit tougher. So getting a movie that good in that category is, is, is an easy get. Let's move on. Cody, what do you got? Pick oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I feel like I should jump on the Robin Williams train just because it is such a sparse category. Uh However, I'm not going to. Um, I'll save it for later. I think some stuff will survive the first couple rounds. I'm going straight to the Oscar winner here. Um, and this is a massive category. You can pick pretty much anything you want. But I have a very specific movie that I do want to pick, and that's going to be Pulp Fiction. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny. Of evil me. I think personally, this is up there with, um, you know, the, the the great, great Goodwill Haunting of one of the best of the decade, and uh, it did win an Oscar uh, for best screenplay. So it was robbed for best picture. You know, we don't we won't talk about that too much, but yeah, I'm definitely going with Pulp Fiction here for my first pick. Solid pick. Very good. Two two bangers right off the top. Jake, pick number three. What do you got? You're ready for a letdown. Um, <laughs> I am going to go in the Robin Williams category because I've seen three Robin Williams movies, I guess, in the 90s or four, but there's two that I just don't like and I can't take them. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Aladdin. I grew up on it. A little bit of a nostalgia pick. It's one of my favorite animated movies growing up. And uh, can we stop making live action remakes of like Disney classics? It's getting annoying. They're all bad. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Uh, Cruella, Cruella wasn't terrible. What did anybody see that? Not really a remake, though. It's kind of a different story. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was very, very close to picking Aladdin there. I'm not going to lie. But that's actually a decent pick for me, Junior. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All righty. All right, I'm up. Uh, I'm definitely going to hold off on Robin Williams at this point. I think the, the two best of his movies have been taken. Uh, I think you could kind of maybe just go anywhere with the rest of them. So I'll, I'll just let you guys play your cards, and then I'll, I'll come in later. Uh, obviously, I'm kind of near the turn here, so I'll get another pick in a couple. Uh, but for my first pick, I'm going to take uh, 1990s Goodfellas from Martin Scorsese. Now, the category. Here's the question. Uh, I think I think I got to go Oscar winner for Goodfellas. We're going to go Oscar winner Goodfellas. So. You know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? Right. Funny how? What? Just... You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? well, let me understand this, because I, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? It was based off a book, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. It was, but there is, there's something else that maybe I can get here in a couple picks that was based off a book. Okay. So, uh, got, got some room there. Obviously, uh, the only win it had was uh, Joe Pesci, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, but uh, nominated for Best Director, Best Actress, Best picture, best write, best screenplay, uh, best film editing. So heavily nominated movie, all-time classic. Uh, I saw this movie the first time last year. Jake, Jake and I watched it together. Incredible, uh, incredible storytelling. It's long, but it just, you know, I think the the 90s crime, like gangster movie, is a, a genre that is, you know, maybe not as uh, appreciated now. And uh, Goodwill, Goodfellas fits right into that well yeah i wanted to say uh it was also it was it wasn't it did not win best picture i believe i think the 90s um the, the academy mostly got it wrong in the 90s when being honest but i agree i i still think i don't know if it is scorsese's best it clearly is in the 90s but if it's not his best it's it's an easy two but yeah definitely a great movie junior go <laughs> yeah uh well the departed is very good yeah i love the departed that was 100% a makeup Oscar for him not winning good, winning for Goodfellas. He definitely should have won for Goodfellas. Yeah, that is probably true. Okay, JD, now you're up. How are you feeling at this point? I feel decent. I'm learning a lot on the fly here. Like, I mock drafted in my head, but it's a lot different when people are throwing out things you never would have expected or, you know, maybe it's off in left mm. field. So trying to – uh stall a little bit while also figure out my strategy on the move um i'm gonna go in rom-com for my first pick and i'm gonna do groundhog's day oh Ooh. this was first on my big board um for rom-com and i'm glad to get it um bill murray has been throwing heat since the late 70s with snl and then he steps into the 90s and gives us this classic movie that if you really look deeply into it is like a fun um, practice in theoretical physics and like that's how deep this can get uh, i'm talking about you know how long would it take to learn to play the piano like a master level 
such as he does in one of the scenes with Barbara Hershey. And it's, you know, it's just, it's fantastic stuff because it's hilarious and friendly to everybody, but then you can step mm-hmm. back and it's huge. Absolutely. I, I love that pick. I, I watched Groundhog Day for the very first time today, actually. Uh, and uh, the little, the, the little uh, groundhog just driving the car cracked me up. I got, you gotta love that. I, I've seen this movie and I love this movie, but somehow I completely forgot about that. It was not even on my list. Well, classic junior. <laughs> this, this is pretty high. This is a number two, I believe, for me. So I think definitely a good pick early as well. You can't go wrong with Bill Murray and a groundhog. I mean, that, that's classic by itself. So I back that. Cool. Um, and then I guess that means I've got the next pick, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, going book and taking Shawshank Redemption. I'm trying to knock out some of these um, maybe sparser categories first with um, stuff that I really like myself personally, but also think could carry to a win. Uh, Shawshank Redemption may be my favorite movie of all time um, for personal reasons. It just completely stands for perseverance in the face of all odds. Um, and so that just is a, it, it means something to me and that's why I'm taking it. Yeah. Great movie. Movie we've talked about on the pod. That's what Corbin was going for hundred percent with his next pick. So I respect him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good pick. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted for, for based on a book instead of uh, Goodfellas. So a little disappointed. <laughs> we throw it right back to you, Corbin. You're on the spot now, man. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, and I'm going to move in. I was going to go Shawshank, like I said, but I'm, I'm going to go Blockbuster. And I'm going to take uh, what I think when you see the thing is Blockbuster is we define it as $100 million. But in reality, like a Blockbuster movie, you know, there's a certain air of it, a big budget, you know, maybe based on IP. People talk about it, popcorn movies, especially in the 90s. And I think the greatest Blockbuster movie of all time, I got to go Jurassic Park. Also could have been based on a book, but Michael Crichton's novel. Uh, also one of the few, you know, adaptations that is often, you know, considered maybe the movie is better than the book. But uh, taking Jurassic Park, I mean, who doesn't love some dinosaurs? Yeah. It's pick. Decent pick. Wasn't on my list, but decent pick. Either. It wasn't on your list of blockbusters? <laughs> nope. Not my top five. <laughs> I do like Jurassic Park. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who's up, Junior? Yep. We get, we're back mm, to Jake. This is tough. This is a tough choice here. Might as well go rom-com. My two uh, two smallest categories. I just saw this movie for the second time last week. Still holds up. I'm taking 10 Things I Hate About You. Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger. Rest in peace, my boy Heath. Rip. Great movie. Great movie. It's so fun. It's good. It has a good plot, but it's also very entertaining. It's great performances, too. Oh, and Young JGL. Yeah, good flick. I actually like that pick for, for rom-com. I, I respect it. And obviously, you know, Heath Ledger, icon. So, yeah, I'm here for it. That, uh, the detention teacher and the scene when Heath Ledger's character is in detention and Julia Stiles comes in and flashes the teacher. It'd be nice to be that guy in that moment. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's my pick. And uh, like I said earlier, I mean, let's just wrap this up already. I am going for the blockbuster category. And I think I'm going for the best blockbuster 
Yeah, Corbino took Jurassic Park, which is interesting. I can't name a better movie in the 90s than than The Matrix. So, I mean, it changed cinema as we know it. Uh, special effects. I mean, it brought Keanu out of nowhere as, you know, well, he's in other stuff too, but an actual legitimate, like he could sell tickets, a box office star, I think. And that's not easy to do for a guy like Keanu. And I mean, the visuals, the story, everybody knows it, but I 100% think it's the best blockbuster of the decade. And I would gladly take it with my number two pick. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to take that. Uh, I decided to leave it for you, Cody. I, I know you love The Matrix. And, you know, I know Jake, uh, or sorry, I know Liam is also a big Matrix fan as well. So, yeah, I appreciate that. But, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Liam. All good. Um, so, I believe I have two picks. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is going to be hard. Um, looking at big four I believe we still have a decent amount in Oscar winner and blockbuster so I think I'm gonna have to knock out one of those here and I think I'm going to do it with probably in blockbuster with one of my um, one of the first movies I can remember watching um that's like not a kid's movie it was it's honestly probably I'm gonna go Titanic huge movie great great love story kind of based off I mean based off honestly a true event um but made into fiction which I really like um those kinds of movies just a huge movie uh of the time soundtrack my heart will go on absolute banger of a song um Celine kills it but I'm gonna take that as my as my blockbuster. Long movie. Yeah, I think it, it is long. It's probably the movie that made the most money out of any of the ones we'll pick too. So oh, easily, it's, it's one of the highest grossing films of all yeah. time. Definitely fitting. Is, is uh, I sh- I should know. Is it actually much longer than some of the movies nowadays? I guess it's three hours fourteen. Yeah, because I always thought that too, but more recently when I watch it, it doesn't seem as long just because of how much longer movies have gotten, um, like in the theater, but yeah, I'll move on to uh, my second pick, and I am going to go to the Oscar winner category, and I'm going to go with probably, in my opinion... Um, a top three movie of the decade and uh, definitely a top one or two action movie of all time, which is probably my favorite movie category. And I'm going to go with um, T2 Judgment Day. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, you have to. Uh, um, it's crazy. Uh, Another James Cameron, I guess I did, didn't realize that like, James Cameron back-to-back picks, um, but Arnold and Linda Hamilton and Robert Patrick all just had amazing performances in this movie. In my opinion, it's probably is probably the best action movie that's ever been made. Uh, I kind of think it rejuvenated the, the category a little bit, moving up into the 90s and early 2000s. In my opinion, getting this movie as with my third pick is, is a steal for me because of how good it is but I, I 100% agree with that I mean I picked it on the pod uh 
just to talk about it in general, 100. Mm-hmm. percent One of the best action movies I think of all time, and I, I do agree that it's a steal this late, um, especially. We well, took it to Oscars, yeah, really, which um, is very cool. But uh, yeah, I understand back that. You know, we're we're just we're almost to the halfway point here, and there's still so many good movies on the board. That's the thing. That I mean, the '90s '90s are fantastic, right? Uh, there's a lot of great movies. Cody's got the next pick. What's what's the pick, Cody? Well, um, you know, I'll just keep the trend going of very very good movies, and uh, I'll go into the based on a book category, which you know it. I feel like there is a lot of options, but after this, there's kind of a lot less. And uh, I'm going Fight Club. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. I mean, Mm. (laughs) how how can you not like this movie as well? Uh, like I said, boys, it's already stacked up. This game is over. Uh, give me the number two pick, and I'm riding to Vic. But, I mean, dude, fight club. I mean, come on. The Brad Pitt and Ed Norton just relationship, and then obviously not really a relationship, but the twist at the end, the visuals are so cool. Um, just the iconicness of it as well. It it, it breathes the, the 90s, I think. And um, I think it's one of the, again, it's got to be a top 10 movie of the decade in my book. So I'm very excited to get it here for my third pick. That was my next pick, Cody, so thanks. <laughs> Tough stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, my top three right now, let's, I'm just going to throw it out. I mean, Pulp Fiction, The Matrix, and Fight Club, I don't think anybody's matching up to that, boys. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're, if you're like a 20-year-old, which I guess we all are, <laughs> 20-year-old male <laughs> who stays inside and never goes outside, yeah, those are like the no. three greatest movies of all time. No, no, no. Those are <laughs> three very good movies. I was just saying they're the best of all time. I just think, you know, stacked up to everybody else's currently – I'm doing pretty well, but Junior, take it away, my guy. What, what you got? What you got cooking up next? Well, I guess I'll also go based on a book. This is going to be a – you guys aren't going to like this. I'll tell you that right now. You're going to think I'm dumb. I'm just, There's always one. Inserting chaos. Man. There's always one. I saw this movie for the first time a couple weeks ago. Great movie, I thought. I'm going to go with Train Spotting, Ewan McGregor's breakout performance. Just a fantastic movie. If you've seen, it's like a, it's one of those cult classics where if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. It's a great, I don't know how Ewan McGregor didn't win an Oscar for this. Great performance, physical performance. I loved it. So I'm picking that in based on a book. Good movie. Uh, tough watch for sure. Yeah, I think it's a solid pick for a movie. Um... Jake is very well known for not trying to win the movie drafts, so uh, that's a good pick to keep his uh, to keep his streak going for that as well. And you know, also Train Spotting, the sequel T two as well. So there you go. Okay, here I am. Um, you know, there's. There's, you know, I got three categories left based on a book, Robin Williams rom-com before you hit, hit wild card. Um, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go based on a book here, I think. No, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're going rom-com because I, I kind of need JD to force my hand because I don't know where to go based on a book. So I'm going to go rom-com and I'm going to take uh, another movie we've talked about on the pod. We keep bringing them up, but I'm going to go Clueless. Cody's shaking his head. He doesn't like that pick. Um, I think in terms of like I 
iconography and like the images of like 90s films, rom-coms, Clueless stands at the very top. You can, it's so recognizable, the quotes, the images, everything about it. Um, so I'm going Clueless. And who doesn't love the stepbrother, stepsister relationship in the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. right. We got to bring that up. I mean, what, what's going on there, Cora? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right. The iconicness of it, I think, is, and it's just, like I said, it's oozing 90s, sort of like Fight Club is in a different way. But yeah, that is kind of weird about that yeah. movie. I don't know. It's a good double feature, Fight Club, Clueless. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> All right, we're back to JD here. I have a strong feeling JD's going to take one of my next picks. I think I'm going to zag while everybody expects, or at least Jake expects me to zig. I'm taking Awakening in Robin Williams. I got to knock it out before Miss Doubtfire or Flubber are my like two options. <laughs> and I hate both those movies. So I'm taking Awakening and um, I will say it's a fantastic netflix watch if you have nothing else to do with your saturday afternoon 1990 robert de niro awakening is good fellas doesn't get yeah. any better than that <laughs> <laughs> i've actually never seen the movie so i can't i can't say too much about it <laughs> he, he he has a fantastic i mean he does a he does a pretty good job um he clearly phoned in or maybe not phoned in maybe he overacts it in my personal opinion some of the stuff that happens it's about a mental health patient and you know he has to mm -hmm. he comes off he takes some he gets some medicine and he is able to come out of a coma and um and then he has to go back into it as the medicine wears off and you know he he definitely overacts the physical aspects of it but you know it's he's in he's in a hot streak right there in that point in time and um it's pretty solid. He lifts it. He lifts a movie that would otherwise not be very good into um, consideration for a pick in a movie draft in 2022. So there we go. All right. You're back. You got another one here. I'm a George Lucas truther. I'm taking the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure how I was going to get to this point, but after I figured out, like, Oh, these dudes are these dudes are legit. They're they're gonna kill me if I try to go traditionally. I'm going, all right, I'm gonna spread the message. George Lucas, the second three, they're fantastic movies. I don't wanna hear anything to the contrary. Starting with the Phantom Menace. So we have an all-star cast. We get a fantastic performance as a villain with Darth Maul. And it culminates in the introduction to my personal favorite villain of all time, Vader. Hey, JD, how excited are you for Obi-Wan series? I'm geeked, man. That's a second Ewan McGregor pick. You know, uh, I'm assuming this is this is going in the blockbuster category because unfortunately this movie did not win any Oscars. So, uh, yeah, it's going in blockbuster. Dollars, 474 yeah. domestic so huge movie huge movie i mean i think that i think to, to pick blockbuster you know i want to stay in the vein of high you know they rake in the money i think you know an artsy pick would be like heat which barely skirts over the line but i'll take the phantom menace against anything from the 90s i'm not gonna dis this phantom menace anymore <laughs> uh you know it, it's a choice <laughs> was it jake lloyd is that the kid's name yeah yeah 
good actor. Not great. Just, no, he's good. There's a lot of there's a lot of mitochondrians in it, or whatever those. <laughs> all right. Well, you didn't really force my hand there at all because you, you didn't pick. You didn't really go in a direction I was expecting. I was I was hoping you would take your Oscar winner here. All right. Um. Let me let me look at my list here. All right. Well, I think I'll. I'll stave off again based on the book because I think there's, I've got at least three good solid choices here. And, and I think, you know, I, I, I need you guys to do the picking and it's time for Robin Williams. So, you know, Flubber, Mrs. Outfire, not the best of movies, but you know what it is an all time classic Jumanji. Uh, you know, who doesn't want a board game to come up, come to life. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Never seen this movie. I'm pulling oh, a game. No. <laughs> but it's not I a me. That's a Cody. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm pulling a cody it just seems like a jake thing we've we've brought it up uh i have seen zathura though which is the space version of this movie uh, <laughs> it's basically the same thing yeah it has oh, uh, i believe josh hutcherson and uh dax shepherd i think is also in that movie correct me if i'm wrong no idea yes uh, also in zathura like so that. honestly an amazing honestly and you know who else is tim robbins himself of uh Shawshank fame. So there you go. I'm taking Jumanji. Everyone loves Jumanji. Who doesn't? No, you're taking Zathura by <laughs> way of Jumanji. <laughs> I think Zathura might have been like one of my favorite movies growing up. So, and it's a terrible movie. But... It says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe it's my pick, right? It's my pick. I thought it was my pick. Fuck you, Jake. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I got it. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I got what Oscar winner and blockbuster left. I got like five solid blockbusters lined up. So I'm gonna go ahead and go an Oscar. One of my personal favorite movies of all time. Uh, Frances McDormand's first of three Best Actress wins. I'm taking Fargo. In my opinion, it is the Coen Brothers' best script. It has an incredible performance from Frances McDormand. Okay, I want you to tell me what these fellas look like. Well, the little guy—he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. Can you be any more specific? I couldn't really say. He wasn't circumcised. Was he funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So, you were having sex with a little fella then? Uh-huh. It has Steve Buscemi. It has uh, William H. Macy. Great plot. Great acting. Overall, just a really fun movie. One of my favorites. I back that 100. Uh, that was actually number two on my Oscar list. Uh, I'm a big Fargo guy. Very good movie. And um, my number three is what Corbin's gonna pick, but I won't spoil it. Uh, but yeah, like I, I was saying, Robin Williams. Eh, you know, I, I might as well save it till the end. I, I got a good spiel about that movie. But the other category I do have open is rom com, and I mean, I'm kind of surprised this movie's still available. I I thought it would be taken pretty early on. Uh, pretty iconic we've been throwing that word out a lot and i believe it does qualify because it was released in 1990 uh it's the julia roberts joint pretty woman i mean if you're if you're talking uh, rom-coms this is i think about as top tier as it gets uh you know great characters great great plot great acting decent acting richard uh Dreyfus, i believe he's all right julia roberts obviously is the the star of the show and i think she you know carries this movie on her shoulders if i'm being honest and uh she does a pretty damn good job but yeah i mean pretty well i feel like it's just super rewatchable as well that's something i think rom-coms it's, it's hard to do if you've seen it long to sort of like richard gear 
Oh, that's the yeah, not yes. that's the guy from Jaws. I'm sorry, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Too many Richards, dude. Just call him Dick. Um, but yeah, Pretty Woman, great movie. That's my pick. George Costanza also in Pretty Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little Jason Alexander too. Can't get wrong with that. Julia Julia Roberts was the the, the uh, '90s '90s rom com queen to Hugh Grant as the uh, '90s rom com. Can. yeah for sure pretty woman also a movie I, I just watched recently you know it's it's decent it's it's not that great honestly in my opinion so you're wrong you're dead wrong don't ever talk about julia like that again now we're on to liam okay uh these are my to last fi- two picks finish so, it I up. Don't, so i don't think the order matters um i'm going to go with my romantic comedy pick it's something you guys are gonna have to let me know i believe it's romantic comedy uh and that's jerry Maguire. is a movie that i watching don't consider necessarily um like in the that romantic comedy class with like 10 things i hate about you or pretty woman or um those types but there's a movie with uh or a comedy movie based with like the love love interest uh throughout so i consider it a romantic comedy um it's pretty iconic for me, one of Tom Cruise in a role that he kind of moved away from as he uh, got older in his act- acting career. Uh, really sh- really shows off his acting chops to me in this movie, um, along with um, Cubic Jr. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, both of them were were phenomenal in this movie. Definitely one of definitely one of my favorites from. From the decade, I really thought we were about to go this entire '90s draft without uh, even mentioning Tom Cruise. Just a second ago, I was thinking we weren't going to pick any Tom Cruise movies, and then you picked Jerry Maguire. Oh, there's definitely there's still still some left. Yeah, you always got that wild card. You could throw in Mission Mission Impossible two or three, you know, whatever you want. I don't think they released yeah. in the '90s. Probably the first one. One, one was. Yeah. You, you could you could pick the first one, yeah. What about the second one? Well, John Woo and his flying doves. I kind of want that one. Uh, 2000, 2000, sorry. Oh, so close. All right, I'll just think of something else. <laughs> Liam, All right, Liam then, what do you got? Uh, so this is my last category. I'm going based on a book. I'm hard-pressed between two. I was honestly hoping one of them would get Joe's so I could have one. Am I the last one to pick in this category? No. I'm not, no, so I still I have it. Say. It's, it's probably basically whatever um, you pick here. I'm picking the other one, so... Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with my heart on this one and pick Tarzan. Um, probably, probably my favorite animated movie is based off a book. Um, I believe Courtney said what 1959, 1960, 1966, 66. That's what you said. Uh, my favorite animated movie, I would say, immaculate i can listen to it all day um i'm i'm curious to know if my other based on the book is one you're gonna pick but i'll let you uh i'll let you go go with it anyway tarzan bang absolutely phil collins didn't have to go that hard on the soundtrack but uh, he did for us he did do it cody your final final pick for the wild card what do you got well, i've been forced to take a a Robin Williams movie, the depth. <laughs> it's, uh, 
there's not too many choices left. So I'll go with, you know, one of my favorites growing up, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'll tell you what, uh, this is a solid flick. You know, it's got Robin Williams, you know, dressing up as an old lady. Just, he's just a great dad. He should try to take care of his kids. And then you got, you got James Bond himself. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Pierce Brosnan, you know, just ruining his family and, you know, being a lot more cool than him. But, you know, it's got a good message. It's funny in part, you know, Robin Williams cross-dressing. Can't really go wrong with that, I don't think. And, um, I mean, comedically, this is probably one of his strongest performances of the decade. So, you know, I'm not surprised this movie's still out, but I'm still happy to take it. So it'll, it'll round in nicely with the other movies. You know, a little something different, you know. Did, uh, did Robin Williams launch Tyler Perry's entire career? Uh, <laughs> I'm not too sure on that. I think Probably. Eddie Murphy probably had something to do with that too, but yeah, no, I, I do back that. Tyler Perry would be nowhere without Robin Williams. Uh, My pick? Yes, sir. All right, I got one category left. I got five to choose from here. My top five in Blockbuster. Let's hear them. I think... <laughs> you Has everybody picked a Blockbuster? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I'll just name all five then. I got, let's see, we got seven. We got Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan, The Lion King, and Toy Story. And I'm choosing Saving Private Ryan, the cap of Tom Hanks' wonderful 90s run, one of the best runs of all time. The opening scene, the Beaches of Normandy, incredible. It's kind of hard to watch, really, but you got Vin Diesel starting off. You got uh, Matt Damon, my favorite actor of all time. And you got Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks in a movie. Big budget, World War II movie. I don't even really like war movies, but I gave this a shot, and it was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I think, honestly, this is, again, probably a top ten movie of the decade. And um, that just shows how many good movies there are that – that's coming in the last round and yeah like you said like it's not even a fun watch but it's just a, a very very good movie so also matt damon's in it for like 10 minutes so fuck that guy but yeah no <laughs> he is yeah, like 40 he, minutes the title <laughs> character <laughs> yes <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible acting, but that's a good movie no, i back it <laughs> all right so we're going based on a book for me for my final pick uh you know Jake mentioned Forrest Gump. That's the one that I, you know, I don't know. I think Forrest Gump, it, I don't know. It's sullied in people's favor in the 90s. I mean, it won basically, it swept the Oscars out. It beat Shawshank for Best Picture. Uh, and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and Pulp Fiction. But I feel like, you know, I, I didn't want to take it. And I, you know what? I won't. And I'm going to go Silence of the Lambs for based oh. on a book. So that's my pick. Watched it for the first time last night. Uh, probably one of the greatest acting performances of all time uh, with Anthony Hopkins at the center of it. Just a really you know, sadistic character. And uh, the, the direction is, is extremely interesting as well. Uh, the use of the close-up shot in that movie is, is really like unlike anything else I've, I've seen on screen. So I got to go Silence of the Man. Silence of the Lands. Silence of, Silence of the Man. That's... Clarice. Also, so many, so many like, yeah. Things like that, Clarice, put the lotion on the skin, put the lotion on the basket, like stuff like that is is so iconic. Like it's so quotable. Even as somebody who hadn't seen the movie, being like a film student, 
I've seen so many scenes because you just like dissect it and look at it like how how great is this film and it, it truly is fantastic. Last pick here, JD. What do you got? You killed me, man. I was <laughs> waiting and waiting and I thought I was gonna make it all the way to the end and you picked it off in the end zone. So instead I'm gonna go dances with wolves. I love this movie for both its story and the cinematography but the beauty of some of the scenes out when they're on the planes and the isolating shots of like Kevin Costner riding his horses with the planes Indians is some of the most like invoking visual cinematography I've ever seen um you know maybe it just resonates from with me because I'm you know I spent some of my childhood in Kansas and it's very much the way it looks out there, but like it was and still remains probably a top five prettiest movie I've ever watched. And so I'm happy to give it its flowers and I'll take it in the Oscar category. Also another movie that uh, won a lot of awards. Yeah. How about, uh, how about those three years that Kevin Costner had? He had Bull Durham in 88, Field of Dreams in 89, and then Dances with Wolves in 90. That's a great three years. That's as good of a three years as anybody's ever had. I mean, it's those are cash after cash after cash, in my opinion. So we've reached the end of our main part of the draft. We are going to re-spin, and we're just going to do this, take it one at a time. So we'll spin that personal pick, and then we'll just keep going through. So I'm going to share my screen again. We'll see who gets the first wild card pick. Honestly, kind of hoping I don't have to pick first here, but this could be anything. It could be a movie that – fits into another category or maybe something that didn't fit somewhere else and looks like I'm going to be picking first. So here we go. <laughs> All right. So with the, uh, with the first pick in the wild card category, I, I have a couple things that I'm, I'm really eyeing here. Really it's, it's down to two and uh, I'm going to go with one that I don't think you guys would probably take. Otherwise it's, it's a movie that I, uh, I think is, is so unique and so fantastic and, uh, I think the horror genre doesn't always get a lot of love, but I'm going to take Wes Craven's Scream. Uh, movie I saw for the very first time just a couple weeks ago. Obviously, the new Scream came out uh, in January, but I think it, 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 I mean, it does exactly what it is. It's a parody of itself, but it actually is also a true slasher movie at the same time. It's, um, I mean, it set the stage for what horror movies would be for the next, you know, 30 years, um, while also playing in with what horror was in the last 20 years before it. So um, truly incredible. Uh, just, you know, a whodunit at, at, at its core and uh, got to give it up for Scream here. Move on to the uh, next pick. I hope it's me. Look at that. <laughs> what is going Let's on? go. Let's go. We got Jake. He's getting what he wants. Finally. I, I am getting what I want finally. This is, I just watched this for the first time like a month ago. I have no idea how this didn't even, I don't even think it got nominated for an Oscar. It didn't make a hundred million at the box office domestically, but I'm taking heat. If you, if you listen to the rewatchables on the ringer, this is their all time favorite movie, but uh, yeah, I'm taking heat. And uh, it's one of my, Immediately one of my favorite movies ever. It has Pacino and De Niro just showing off their acting chops, going one-on-one. And it's just a masterpiece, I think. 
it's incredible. There's insane action scenes. There's great acting. There's a couple of uh, romance angles. It's just fantastic. There's, there's not another movie I would have picked, given the given the choice. It wasn't even really that hard of a choice when it came down to it. That's fact. That very very good movie. Underrated Pacino. I feel like it's gonna be me here. Since everybody's I mean, calling it. If you say it, apparently it's gonna happen. <laughs> nope. JD. This is probably my favorite movie of all time, and it doesn't really fit in into any of the other categories. Um, so, taking it here, repping my brand, um, Dazed and Confused by Richard Linklater. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are gonna try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> great, great movie. That that was the other one I, I added down to, so I'm glad somebody took it. Yeah. I I first of all I show this to like every person I meet that becomes important in my life. It it means that much to me. Um I've never wanted to live in a like a movie's world more than Austin in nineteen seventy-six. And it's just the perfect, it perfectly evokes the confusion and freedom that comes with that time of your life. Yeah, fantastic movie. One that I think we're going to do on the podcast here in about a month. So uh, got to give you the props for that. I'm glad someone took it. All right, we'll see who gets the, uh, the last two picks here. All right, finally my pick in this last round. And I kind of have like three I, I do want to pick. Um, I'm surprised. Pick, the one, pick one of them. Pick one of the ones I, I want to pick, so I don't have to choose. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Um, Reservoir Dogs. I'm very surprised Corbin didn't take that movie. I know he likes likes that one a lot. Um, but the two I'm really between is The Lion King, which is a classic, and uh, Point Break, which is one of my personal favorites. And I think it might be the most '90s movie of all time. Um, Definitely. I'm going to take The Lion King, though. I think, um, you know, it is, I think, easily the best animated movie of the decade. Probably a couple years after that as well. I mean, just the storytelling of, you know, Mufasa and <laughs> leading up to Simba. I think it's very good. Obviously, the music is obviously iconic as well. And it's it's probably one of my favorites of the decade. It's one of the most rewatchable, I think, as well, of the decade. So I'm taking Lion King. All right. With the last pick in the 1990s draft, Liam, all eyes on you started it off and capping it off um i have two movies that i really like and i think are solid movies um but i think i'm gonna have to go with the one that i think is probably the better piece of art in my opinion um so the other one's really good i'm gonna go with the green mile this is one that was on my list for about three of the categories um or at least based on book and um, blockbuster my opinion one of tom hanks's best roles of the, of the um, 90s michael clark duncan in a absolutely just amazing performance um, probably his best as well as an actor definitely one of my favorite movies um, to come out of the decade my my honorable mention was the truman show um, also a movie that i think should have been some, picked somewhere on this list, but I just don't think fit in a ton of categories besides um, Blockbuster. 
that movie, Jim Carrey's more one of his more serious roles. I think he really, really pulls it off, especially kind of spaced between a lot of those those wacky movies he had. And he definitely does a really good job job putting on this series for him. But uh, in my opinion, The Great Mile is just a movie that, though long, um, it's really long, but it is just absolutely phenomenal. Solid pick to end us off. Um, I'm going to recap the picks and then we'll go around and just, we'll see what everybody's feeling. If they, if they think when it goes to the polls, they feel confident. Um, and then we'll hit some honorable mentions too, to wrap things up. So getting us started. My picks in rom-com, I took Clueless based on a book. I took Silence of the Lambs, Robin Williams. I took Jumanji, Oscar winner. I took Goodfellas, Blockbuster. I took Jurassic Park and in Wildcard, I took Scream. Cody and rom-com took Pretty Woman and based on a book took Fight Club and Robin Williams took Mrs. Doubtfire and Oscar winner took Pulp Fiction. Blockbuster took The Matrix and in Wildcard took The Lion King. Jake for rom-com took 10 Things I Hate About You. Based on a book, he took Train Spotting. Robin Williams, he took Aladdin. Oscar winner, he took Fargo. Blockbuster, he took Saving Private Ryan. For his wildcard, he had Michael Mann's Heat. Liam for rom-com, took Jerry Maguire, based on a book, took Tarzan. Robin Williams took Goodwill Hunting. Oscar winner took T2, Judgment Day. Blockbuster, he put James Cameron's Titanic with the back-to-back James Cameron picks there. And then also in wildcard, he had The Green Mile. And finally, JD's picks. In rom-com, he took Groundhog Day. And based on a book, he took Shawshank Redemption. In Robin Williams, he took Awakenings. In Oscar winner, he took Dances with Wolves. In Blockbuster, he took from the genius George Lucas, The Phantom Menace. And then finally in Wildcard, he took Dazed and Confused. Let's go ahead and start with JD. JD, how do you feel? Did you get what you wanted? Any big upsets? And how confident are you? I feel pretty good about my picks. I would have um, I would have really liked to have gone a little bit earlier to maybe scoop up Pulp Fiction, just because I feel so um, naked without like a Tarantino in my portfolio. Um, but I feel pretty good about my picks. I've got some really heady stuff and some aesthetically beautiful stuff. And then I've got the Phantom Menace to put the bow on it. Now, you said you did a little mock draft. I want to hear it. What, what were you thinking the first couple picks were going to be? Well, see, I, I see this is completely my fault, but I was under the understand. Like, I was thinking um, maybe like a much more tighter window for Oscar winners, mm-hmm. much more along the line of like, needs to be um, for film overall or screenplay or something like that. Gotcha. Not just any nominee. So like, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot tighter, you know, and like, obviously Goodfellas does not fit in that category. So I'm looking for the book. Mm. Right. And so I thought that, the, you know, but like, as I'm adapted on the fly, I'm like, okay, well, I really like the way the Oscar actually worked out because it broadens the category to a you know much better window. Um, but that's how my mock draft goes. And so then Oscar winners is a lot more like, you know, American Beauty gets named in my top five, if that's how we play it out. Yeah. And like, it's hard to talk about that movie because of Costner, but, you know, it's a, I think it's a fantastic film as it stands alone. But that's more of wrong lines of mixed up there, but yeah. Yeah, that's the wrong Kevin. There, oh, Kevin uh, Spacey, my bad. <laughs> Talk about 90s, though. Spacey, Spacey in the 90s. We didn't pick any of his movies, but 
Beauty, yeah. Usual Suspects, uh, L.A. Confidential, just some really yeah. good movies from Seven. Him. Seven. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Cody. Cody, how do you feel? Still confident as you were, three picks in? Yeah, you know, there's no reason not to feel confident, but I feel like I did pretty much get the majority of what I was looking for. Um, based on a book, my first two were Goodfellas and Shawshank. Um Obviously, Shawshank is the obvious, obvious pick there, I feel like. But, yeah, in general, I was in Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of thought, for some reason, that Dead Poet Society was in the 90s. Uh, definitely not. I think it was, like, 88. So, I had to double-check that. But, yeah, Pretty Woman. That was my top rom-com. My second one was Groundhog Day. And then after that, it was uh, You've Got Mail, which is a classic. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's great. Big fan. Um, and then uh, in Oscars – I had Pulp Fiction, Fargo was two, three was Apollo 13, another Tom Hanks movie. I think that movie's phenomenal. Kevin Bacon is amazing in it. Um, Gary Sinise, also very good. And I'm a big space guy, so that's 100%. Uh, you know, Fargo and Pulp Fiction were taken. That's what I would have taken in that category. But I feel pretty confident, man. I think I got a good chance. And uh, Going yeah. for the three-peat. If I go three for three here, it's pretty embarrassing, boys. That, that's all I got to say. <laughs> All right, Liam, interesting list. What do you think? I do think it's an interesting list, but I think it is a list of all movies I'm super confident in, um, of just being movies I really enjoy um, in general. And honestly, I have, there's a lot of movies that were in the 90s that are like kind of revered as classics that I've seen you know, I was parts of on TV um, or like when around when my parents were watching them growing up, but I hadn't, I haven't seen. Um, and I don't, and I, and I don't like the, the Corbin and the Corbin and Jake method of picking movies you haven't seen. So um, <laughs> I uh, literally never done I, that. <laughs> uh, um, so I went, I went with the movies I really liked. Um, James Cameron great director had had two of the best movies of the 90s in my opinion uh on pretty opposite sides of the spectrum for um probably the best action movie and then just a great telling of a love story um and then Tarzan's just one of my favorite animes Jerry Maguire uh great honestly I think I think I got there wasn't a ton of um movies that I I got taken out from under me besides maybe um Jurassic Park or The Matrix in, in uh, Blockbuster. I might have taken over Titanic, but either besides that, I, I really like my list. All right, Jake, what do you got? I'm pretty happy with my picks. There were only like three movies that got taken out from under me. It just so happens that one of them is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and anybody who got the first pick was going to take it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I still got a Matt Damon movie, though, so I'm happy about that. I'm feeling I'm I pick movies I love. I don't know if it's going to translate to what the uh, average movie watcher loves, but I'm pretty happy with what I got. At least yeah. I got the second best Robin Williams movie. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. Yeah. See, okay, so let me let me explain my picks here. Jumanji, yeah, I haven't seen it. Whatever, I've seen parts of it. Uh, but here's <laughs> the thing: I also haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire or Awakenings, and everything after that and the things we picked is pretty trash so i feel like i had to take jumanji there 
Uh, Goodwill Hunting and Aladdin are obviously the top two, uh, but they were already taken. And then I could have gone Flubber, but come on. <laughs> I have beef with you guys. I have beef with you guys thinking Hook is worse than Flubber and Mrs. Doubtfire because that movie is excellent. Well, I also <laughs> haven't seen that either, so <laughs> okay. I'll take Flubber over Hook any day of the week. <laughs> That's just so false. <laughs> I, I also haven't seen Flubber since I was probably like eight. We had it on VHS, like I I don't know, kind of mid. I think the last time I watched it was in Spanish class. But otherwise, pretty happy. I mean, I think Goodfellas, we get the iconic direct. I mean, I've got Spielberg on here. I've got Scorsese. Um, obviously you've got, you know, Science of the Lambs with Hopkins, Clueless. I, I think I got a pretty solid list here. And, uh, you know, I think Scream is, is just a fun one for the wild card. I think you guys went a little too serious on that with like Heat and the Green Mile, but, uh, I think Scream's fun. So that's my take. Honorable mentions, some things that didn't get picked. Uh, I, I have a bunch here, but if, if anybody has any off the top of their head, they want to mention things that didn't get uh, I would, make it in the draft. I would like to start. Go ahead. If I can. Um, Schindler's List didn't even get mentioned, I don't think. Um, and that was a, obviously a great movie. Probably one, honestly, probably one of the top five in the decade. Uh, almost objectively. And, I mean, it's heavy, obviously, but. And fit into uh, a ton of categories, too. Yes, yeah. Um, it's Oscar winner, blockbuster, I believe, based on the book. Um, Could have been any of those. Big Daddy is a great, great comedy movie. One of Adam Sandler's better movies, I'd say, for sure. Um, you've got Mayo. I think Cody mentioned that. Notting Hill is a great rom-com. Um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Those are both great Hugh Grant movies. Independence Day, good movie. Um, TMN, TMNT2, Secret of the Ooze, is an absolutely phenomenal film. Uh that, does, that doesn't get the love it deserves. And if I was not trying to win, that would have been my wild card pick. All right, JD, what do you got? Anything Anything you didn't get the chance to talk about? Um, I mean, I would have loved to have gotten to pick Fargo. Uh, I think that's a fantastic movie. And um, I'm as, probably just as close of a Francis McDormand fan as Jake is. So I appreciate him getting that in for. Cody, what do you got? Yeah, a couple more. Um Die Hard with a Vengeance. I think it's a very good movie. Fun Sam Jackson role. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Very good movie. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, that one's a pretty good one, too. Um, but I also, I completely forgot about the Sandman in the 90s, man. I should have taken yeah. Happy Gilmore with my uh, my wildcard pick. I completely forgot about him. But Billy Madison, also a classic. I mean, you can go on and on. Waterboy. Yeah, the Waterboy. I mean, you can go on and on for comedies in this decade as well. Um, Definitely strong. Wedding singer for rom com. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that was the majority of my ranks, but I mean, just a hell of a decade at least. Yeah. Jake? The only movie I really regret nobody taking is Seven. But that's just because I'm a David Fincher truther. But it's kind of okay because Kevin Spacey's a real piece of scum in real life. So, but it does have some good Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt overacts a little bit, but I mean, Spoiler alert, his wife's head is in a box. So, uh, oh, uh, some Matt Damon, some Matt Damon movies that didn't get picked. Uh, Rounders, uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley, freaking so underrated. Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That movie's incredible. And if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's a little long, but so good. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I'll just move on to the rest of this. Matt Damon was kind of the other person that we were maybe eyeing for the Robin Williams category. Uh, had a big breakout in the 90s, you know, Courage Under Fire, Rainmaker, Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, Dogma, Talented Mr. Ripley, like, uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, he said, is fantastic. Rounders, uh, other than Goodwill Hunting, is probably my favorite of his in the 90s, and I'm not even a poker guy, but I think that movie's fantastic. Um, some other things that uh, didn't get mentioned, Boys in the Hood, all-time classic, uh, didn't even get a chance to talk about that. Obviously, Cody brought up Point Break there at the end. Um, my Cousin Vinny, uh, fun little Joe Pesci, and uh, and uh, obviously Marissa Tomei, just you know, outstanding supporting actress performance there. Toy Story came out in the '90s. Um, you know, uh, uh, Jake mentioned Seven, of course. Men in Black, you know, huge blockbuster right there. Jake, do you have something to say, or are you just wagging your finger? I was, I was going to add one more. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Um, we didn't mention American History X, which is kind of weird because it was part of the great Edward Norton run that he had. It's another movie that's really hard to watch, but it's really, really good. And uh, Yeah, that's one I wanted to mention. Yeah, I think that's one that's almost like it would feel a little weird drafting it, maybe. Uh, but it is is a really good movie for sure. Um Home Alone, there's a blockbuster for you from the 90s. Uh, also, coming in, LA Confidential, I mentioned it earlier, a movie I watched the first time. We did luckily stay away from Kevin Spacey a little bit, but LA Confidential is a fantastic, you know, gritty, noir, 90s crime movie. Uh, the Parent Trap, there's a rom-com for you right there. And uh, I think that's I think that's everything. I think we, we've talked about everything else. So, 90s, what a great decade, right? Decent. Yes. <laughs> Cody and I crowned it as the best decade. Well, I wish I wish you could I wish you could have been there, Corbin. I uh, you know I wasn't there. So if I lose that, that that's my excuse. If I lose this draft, I wasn't there. It's true. All right. The last thing I'll hit. I think I have it in the bag. <laughs> no chance. Congrats, Jake. Congrats. Um, we will be posting a poll here in a couple days, probably on Friday. Uh, so we encourage you all to go vote. Uh, we'll all be sharing it on our social media, but it will be on our Twitter at cap podcast so go check that out um, and vote for who you think has the best set of movies let's move on to our next uh next little order of business we've been doing for season three it's called we have a pod rhythm uh i am on vacation right now but i did draw a card so the way this works for those of you that don't know um but of course you guys know because you listen to the podcast you're huge fans uh every week <laughs> draw a card and it's a random movie you get 30 seconds to talk about it. It was actually very fitting because the card that I drew was Aladdin. So if anybody wants to start, you'll get 30 seconds. Just give me your hot take about Aladdin. What are your thoughts? And you have to try and be original from the other people. So who wants to start? Okay, Jake, you're starting. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. This is a top five animated movie of all time. That's my hot take. Why? It's not as good as the it's not as good as the Lion King, but it's, it's the second best '90s animated movie. Uh, why? Because I watched it when I was like five years old, so I obviously loved it, and I love it now. And uh, it's it's one of those it's one of those animated movies where it tells a story that people don't usually get to see. So I love it. That's time. All right, Liam, hit us, Aladdin. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't even think it's a top five animated movie of the 90s. Uh, that's my hot take about Aladdin. I'm not, not, not the biggest Aladdin fan. Uh, I really like the songs in it. Um, but I think that like Tarzan and um, Pocahontas even and Toy Story um, Beauty and the Beast Mulan I, I like all of those movies better um, The Lion I, King um, yeah. finish your thought <laughs> okay uh, I was just going to say I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a top 5 of the 90s Cody yeah, I'm somewhere in between here. I think it could be looked as overrated just because Robin Williams' performance carries it so much. But I think it's easily in the top five. I would say. <laughs> is he frozen for everybody else? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that means it's JD's turn. <laughs> um, JD okay. So Aladdin. are we starting? Okay. It. It's a decent. It. It's a it's a it's a decent animated movie. I do think Robin Williams carries it. I would agree with that. I want to touch on Apu, who might be the worst Disney side character as it relates to like a main character. There's the raccoon and Pocahontas and the cricket and Mulan, and this is spanning not just the '90s, but but anyways, Apu's completely useless. He can't even steal the bread at the beginning of the movie that basically kicks the whole thing off, and that's his only job, so that his friend won't starve. Time. All right. Cody, do you have anything you want to say? You can have five seconds since you froze. <laughs> Thank you. No, good movie. I, I back what, mostly what Junior was saying. I was get, just giving him props mostly. But also, I believe in Mulan as a dragon. I'm not sure about the cricket, but I think that's Jiminy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> good movie. I like it a lot. <laughs> I think there is a cricket in Mulan, too, isn't there? Probably. But there's a dragon, too, isn't there? I mean, yeah, Mulan. yeah, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think, is it Eddie, Eddie Murphy's Murphy. the dragon? Or yeah, Chris yeah, Lamarck yeah. or somebody. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the cricket talks. <laughs> I'll move on. This is what I have to say about Aladdin. Aladdin is set in the future. Uh, and the reason yeah. this is because, uh, you know, the genie himself, he makes a lot of references, pop culture, 90s references. That wouldn't make sense if this was, you know, set in the time that it's allegedly set in. So it's post-apocalyptic. The world has fallen apart and we've rebuilt with the Aladdin world. There's stop signs. There's wheeze. There's, there's everything placed into this movie. So that's my take. Uh, not an original take by any means, but I'm, I'm going to say yeah. it's distant post-apocalyptic future. No, you stole that from me. I've said it on the pod before. Bro. What's going well, on? Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean I hadn't heard it before. <laughs> yeah, I see how it is. I think it's, I think it's probably closer to Mad Max than, <laughs> than, than anything else. I hope so. All I right. want to see a and Mad then... Max Aladdin crossover, if I'm being honest. It's a great idea, Cody. Finally, as we always wrap up all these episodes, uh, weekly recommendations. What have you been to? What have you watched recently that's good? Liam, anything you've, you've been into? Honestly, a video game that I got into recently was the uh, Assassin's Creed game that came out last year. Um, I don't know why. Uh, Valhalla. I, I kind of was late to it. Very good. Story's amazing. Um, I am very excited to see the new Batman movie. I haven't watched it yet. I know you guys, you guys have, um, and you you've done a podcast on it already, correct? Yes, sir. Check it out. That's what I Go listen. I was. Oh, I'm I'm going to. I was waiting because I um, hadn't seen. <laughs> I was just telling I the people. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, you'll see it tomorrow. I'm really excited. I think Robert Pattinson's a great actor, so I'm hoping he does the does the role justice. Sure. JD, what have you been into? Anything to recommend to the people? Um, just actually watched last night the first episode of uh, Winning Time, the HBO miniseries on the Lakers. Um, I'm a big basketball guy, and so like it's cool to see HBO do their take on it. And so far, I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, John C. Riley is a hell of an actor, and he just continues to show that he can, you know, extend his range far beyond comedy. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, Adam McKay coming in hot with John C. Riley again. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Uh, Jake, what are you been into? Chinese movies. Uh, I've literally all my free time I have been spending watching movies, and I've been watching majority majority of the movies I've been watching in the '90s. I've watching '90s, and I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies. I hate to go back. I hate to go back, Corbin. I'm sorry, but there's two more wildcard movies that are not two more honorable mentions that I've failed to mention, and uh, it's two De Niro movies: A Bronx Tale, his directorial debut, and how did we not mention Casino? Casino's incredible. How's Joe Pesci too? Decent. That's yeah. all. That's all. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll hit us next. Um, also been into some 90s movies as well. I uh, wanted to catch up on some that I hadn't seen. So I watched My Cousin Vinny, Pretty Woman, LA Confidential, Science of the Lambs, and Groundhog Day. Um, I think I talked about My, my Cousin Vizzy, Vinny on the last pod. But uh, those, those other four, um, definitely would recommend. Check them all out. Um, they're all different and unique. But... 90s movies are fun. I also watched Being the Ricardos, which is fucking terrible. So do not watch that. Awful. Uh, <laughs> listen, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, good performances. J.K. Simmons is fine. Uh, but it's just like neo-lib trash. Like, and it, it's actually just like poorly written as well. Like there's some dumb elements that have, have been taken. And I, I, I'm sorry, Sorkin, but I think Sorkin needs to stop directing his stuff. Uh, let somebody else like take his script and then improve upon it and actually make it good. Um, that's my take right now. I think Molly's game is good, but then everything since then has been kind of downhill for his directorial stuff. Cody, wrap us up. Weekly recommendations. Yeah, I got a couple of recs. I'll keep it short. Um, obviously still going through Game of Thrones and uh, got through some pretty good episodes recently in season five. Really picking mm-hmm. up. Jon Snow's the man. I mean, he's leading the, uh, the Night's Watch now. Fucking badass. But uh, yeah, obviously recommend that. And uh, also a big basketball guy. Big recommendation. It's March Madness time, baby. Um, I'm fucking hyped. I literally took, like, PTO off work so I could watch all the games. But uh, that's 100% my record of the week. If you're not doing shit Thursday, Friday, turn on the TV, bro. It, it's insane. But that's all I got for this week. Um, JD, I know you watched that Genius Limited Series. How was that? Oh, yeah, I, that a recommendation I... that came out? Yeah, I, I would definitely take a look at it. Um, I, Kanye is probably my favorite individual artist. Um, and it's beautiful because you get to see his rise and how, how hard he had to work to get there. And then um, it's also pretty sad at the end because you just realize how, um, how, how, how much he's struggling right now. And so... Um, I don't know. It was, it was fantastic. I, I really appreciated it. It was cool. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for coming on. Uh, if you're listening, stick around because we do have a little bit more after our commercial break, but we're going to say goodbye to our guests. 
Thank you so much for coming on, everybody, for the movie draft. As a reminder, go vote. If anybody has any final words they want to share, and if not, thank you for coming. Appreciate your voice. Uh, Peace. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thank vote you. Vote for me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, best of luck to everybody. And we're back. All right, so uh, I just want to start this by saying thank you. You know, it's been a year. Uh, one year ago today, we released our first episode, Gone Girl. Haven't been going 50, 52 weeks straight. There's been some pauses in there, but I appreciate everybody listening um, and just, you know, glad that we were able to do this dumb little thing for a, for a whole year. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty awesome that uh, we have hit our, you know, anniversary mark here. And uh, it really doesn't feel like that long ago when we started this up, but at the same time, it feels like forever ago, you know. Um, but it, it is crazy. We've been doing it for a year and, you know, pretty sentimental about it, but definitely been a lot of fun and, you know, happy to still be doing it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next year. Uh, season yeah. three has been off to a great start. Got some fantastic ideas, even some more drafts outside of the typical decade drafts we're going to be doing, having more guests. Um, follow us on our social media at Cat Podcast, K H A P O D. C-A-S-T on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, to stay up to date on everything, to be able to vote on the polls, um, and shoot us a message if you want to come on. Um, now, I do have some trivia about our first year of podcasting for Cody. So I have uh -oh. 20 questions. If Cody can get 15 out of 20, a, a measly 75%, yeah. I, will, I will name him the king of cap for one year <laughs> forward. So he will be the king of cap. And if he loses, then I get to take that title. Does that sound fair okay. to you? Yeah, I can get a C plus. That's nothing. Come on. I, I think, listen, there's some hard questions in here, um, but there's some easy ones as well. So we'll get it started. Okay. Question one. This is a downer. So we have to start on a low note and we're, we're going to go up from here. But what's the okay. least viewed episode of cap? And I do have choices for all of these. <laughs> okay, kick the choices. <clears throat> Chicken Little, Ladybird. Her or Gone Girl? Oh, man. I really thought The Princess Bride would be in there. That probably would have been my initial guess. I, I feel like Gone Girl, that's so big, but I feel like it might be correct. Chicken Little, that's deserved of being low. Uh, <laughs> what, what were the other two? Lady Bird and Her. Yeah, I think Her definitely has a good chance. All four movies that's picked by me. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Good point. I feel like it's, for me, it's between Chicken Little and Her. I feel like, man, I don't know. I'm going to go with Her. This is a tough one to start off, man, but I think that might be right. Starting with an L on the first question, not off, not off to a great start. It is, in is fact, it, Lady, Lady Bird is our least viewed wow. episode. Um, those are, th are the, those first three are our lowest viewed, but Gone Girl actually being our first episode, one of our higher viewed ones. So, um, yeah. Well, I thought, yeah. So, taking an out the first I question. Labor Chicken Little deserved to have that award, but, you know, we move. <laughs> it's a, hey, guys, if you haven't listened to it, listen, I think those are three pretty good episodes. I think Lady Bird especially was a fun yeah. one. So, definitely check yeah. that out um underrated performance i think there's underseen movies probably i'm surprised chicken little didn't do more numbers though because i figured people would have watched that but 
That is a good episode of Fairy Tale. Yeah, I'd say check out the Chicken Little one. That's just because it's a lot of fun. But Chicken uh, Little is higher than than Lady Bird and her, so we'll give it that. What two movies are tied for our highest rating on Cap so far? So these each of these choices are a tandem. So is it A okay. Shawshank and Moonlight, B Moonlight and Arrival, C Arrival and Shawshank, or D Chicken Little and The Last Jedi? <laughs> I like that. Oh man, this is another tough one, man. The thing is with the rival, I rate it, I believe, at a 68. So yeah, it's obviously like- this is the cumulative score. So whatever our average, it also shares an average with another movie and it being the highest. So yeah. I think Shawshank is one of the t- ones tied with it. I'm not sure which one would be higher out of Moonlight and Arrival, because I'd probably put Moonlight at like 67, and you were pretty high on Moonlight as well. So just to make clear, it's those three just all switched up. So is is Shawshank with Moonlight and Arrival? Those three are our three highest ranked movies, so. Yeah, yeah. But is Shawshank, like, what are the options again? Is it Shawshank and Arrival and Shawshank and Moonlight? It's Shawshank and Moonlight, Moonlight Uh, and Arrival, Arrival and Shawshank. So it is. So you fucked me. Okay. Um, I think Arrival is higher than Moonlight. So I'm going to say Arrival and Shawshank. Another L. <laughs> Two questions in. The correct answer is Moonlight and Arrival. So you were completely... Really? Completely Oh, off. I really so thought... Moonlight and Arrival wow. both have a score of 66. Uh, you rated... Arrival is 68. I gave it a 64, giving us a 66. You rated Moonlight a 67, and I gave it a 65, yeah. giving us again the 66. Shawshank, now technically 64 Colton. if you take just our ratings, but when you add Colton's in, you get a 64.33. So still lower than both of them. But Wow, that's tough. I mean, those are my two favorite movies, so I'm not too mad I missed that. But <laughs> that's funny. My two favorites are our highest rated we've done. That's awesome. We might we might have to lower the threshold here to make this interesting, or this might just. Oh, be a I'm not worried. I'm getting 15 easy. Those okay, are a tough, okay. couple tough ones off the bat. I think. Which of the following is not a country where our podcast has received a listen? What is this bullshit? <laughs> so this is this is going into our analytics of uh, the Anchor app. Here are your choices. A, Australia. I'm not getting any of these right. B, Canada. Yeah. C, Germany. D, America. <laughs> I mean, you're making the choices nice again. I'm still probably going to get it wrong. So the question was, which one isn't someone who's... Yeah, which one have we not received a listen? And it was Canada, Germany, and something else. Australia Italy. and America. Australia. And America. Don't discount that one. Yeah, yeah, sure, America. Canada, Germany, or Australia? I feel like for some reason we do have somebody from Germany for some reason. I feel like Canada's, you would think that we have somebody, but we probably don't. But they do speak English, and the Germans don't. Why would, why would a German listen to our podcast? But it's weird enough that it makes sense. I'm going to go Canada. Why not? So you, you always do this thing where you narrow it down to two answers that are not correct. So it is Australia, actually. Uh, Germany's a weird uh, one. I don't know. There's man. somebody in Germany that has, like, listened to multiple episodes. So uh, shout out to our German listener. I don't know how it found you, but 
somewhere in Germany, yeah. somebody's been listening, or it could be somebody on a VPN in Germany, I guess, also. Um, but I'm just going to assume it's not. That's so the fair. answer was Australia. So you're 0 for 3 so far. <laughs> this next one's a layup. <laughs> going well. Next one's a layup, if you think okay. about it. I'm just saying that. All right. I need it. I need Which it. is not a state that the podcast has been listened to in. All right. This is easy if you really think about it. Illinois, oh, yeah, New uh-huh. York, Alaska, or Indiana. <laughs> Who the fuck's been to Alaska? Yeah, surely there's been people in Illinois, right? Uh, I can't name anybody, but I'd say probably somebody lives in Chicago. There's no way somebody in Alaska has fucking listened to this podcast. I swear to God, if I say Alaska... What about uh, New York? Anybody in New York? Yeah, we definitely have a viewer in New York, I would say. Um, There's got to be somebody in Illinois. I'm saying Alaska. If it's not fucking Alaska, I'm pissed. Yep, it's Alaska. This is an, this is a layup, Cody. We've had guests who have I was been still overthinking it, man. I don't Carter know. lives in Chicago. Yeah, uh, Mina. I knew I knew somebody in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So that's Shout that's out, easy. There you I go. did know. Shout out to Mina as well, Cody. Yeah, obviously, me in New York. Everybody <laughs> knows that. <Fuck. laughs> all right, this one's a tough one. What is the total runtime of all our podcast episodes? Jesus Christ. Hint. There's been 38 episodes, not counting, I, I know. of course, 38 episodes. Yeah. Option A, 38 hours, 22 minutes, and six seconds. Option B, no. 41 hours, 33 no. minutes, and 48 seconds. C, 43 hours, 17 minutes, and 20 seconds. Or D, 169 hours, 42 minutes, and zero seconds. Did you really jump from fucking 43 to 100? Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the option D and all of these uh, has been kind of a, a, a bad answer every time, Cody. There's a little tip for go, you. I was going to go for 100, but uh, yeah, 169 minutes and 42, <laughs> or 169 hours, 42 yeah, I, minutes, and zero I seconds. Get, it's a joke. I never it's answered the yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be the highest one. It's got to be C43 or whatever. Good, good work. Good work. Good. Astute. There we go. We're back on the right check. All right. That's a if I've ever seen one. Outside of our season two finale, which we we just did a couple episodes with Carter, it was, it was a big episode. What is our longest episode besides yeah. that? Is it A, 2021 oh. reviewed? B, jumping the shark and growing the beard? C, interstellar? Or D, holes? Yeah. My first thought was interstellar, but I think our year in review was pretty long as well. Mm, what did we talk about in that? We had a lot of segments. I feel like it was two hours, but I think Interstellar was two hours as well. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Interstellar. Oh, it's Cody. Oh, 2021 review. Uh, we've actually only ever had one episode go over two hours, and it was our, our season two finale. Uh, 2021, really? 2021 reviewed came in at an hour 45. Uh, Jumping the Shark was an hour 35. Interstellar was an hour to 25, and then Holes yeah. was 44 minutes. Uh, we also oh had God. some other episodes that were a little longer in there. Okay, Rip. this next one's true or false. <laughs> yeah, you've already all missed right. four, so you can, you can only miss one more. These are all <laughs> stupid questions, dude. <laughs> After 10, they, they get a little bit, I think, more in your wheelhouse. True or false. Okay. 
we have both rated a movie the exact same score before. Has that ever happened on the podcast? Have we rated the movie the exact same score? Yeah, that's true. Because we did, I think we did it in a guest episode, I'm pretty sure. That's false. <laughs> I don't know. What's I'm your final answer? What's your, fi- what's your final I'm answer? True. I don't fucking care. True. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's not, it is not true. We have, we have never rated a score the same. So that's you have, check, you have shared with a guest the before, but I think uh, I have both of them. Uh, you know, Truman Show, you and Trev both rated a 54. Uh, Spider-Man was a close one. We went 42, 43, 44. Uh, we did but... the original Spider-Man close. What was it? What yeah, was that's what I'm saying. Know? Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man. I did 42, Connor did 43, and you did 44. Oh, that's fucking close enough. <laughs> that right. was what I was thinking. That was, that was what I was thinking. Maybe it was the same. That's tough. <laughs> Uh, so I'm officially not the king of cap, right? Or I need one more wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How many have I gotten right? One out of six here? It's, it's not been great. Two. two out Here's of the thing. We'll say, we'll say you just have to get a 70%. So you need to get 14 out of. So you can miss one what more. What have I got right you're, now? You're, well, you've missed five right now. Or you've missed four. Okay. I'm Sorry. Sure. So no, you, I'm, you've missed I'm five. Always... You've missed yeah, five. Two for seven. I'm sure so you're allowed. Seen. You're allowed to miss one more, um, and if you miss two more, then you lose. What movie right. has the highest gap in rating between you and I? Oh, A, The Princess Bride. Yeah. B, Chicken Little. C, The Last Jedi. Or D, Her. It's not her, uh, obviously. Um... It could be Chicken Little just because I fucking had it so low. What did I rate Chicken Little? Like six or five or something? I believe it was 11. Let me check the tape. 10. You rated Chicken Little 10. 10. What were the other options? Princess Bride. Princess yeah, Bride was... and The Last Jedi. Princess Bride, I believe I had at 63. And you probably had around like 40, 41. So that's a good 20. The Last Jedi, you could have had it that high. That one's probably like a 10 difference. Chicken Little like 10. You probably stuck it around the 40s. I don't know. You probably, well, you probably had it like 35. So it's probably going to be the last Jedi now that I'm saying it. But <laughs> Chicken Little. Trust was, your instincts, Cody. Trust your instincts. I already forgot what the other one I was even thinking about. Chicken Little Princess or what? Bride. Princess Bride, yeah. Chicken Little, Last Jedi. I'm, I'm going to go with Chicken Little. Good pick. You know, you actually kind of nailed it right on the money there. Last Jedi was about 10 apart. Uh, yeah. Chicken Little, I, I went 36, so it was 26. But Princess Bride, I think you were right, 63, and I went 40. So 23 difference there. Yeah. Uh, but Chicken Little is the biggest gap. So you're still Hell alive yeah. here. I was bang right. on that one. Let's go, baby. The confidence is back. What service do most people use to listen to our podcast? Is it mm-hmm. A, Apple Podcasts? B, Spotify, C, a good old-fashioned web browser, or D, YouTube? It's B, Spotify. Yes, sir. B, Spotify. Good work. That one was an easy one. That's what I used to, so. Yeah, Spotify. 50, 56% of our listeners use Spotify. So. Yeah, that's expected. What is the most common release year for movies discussed on CAP? Now, this is an interesting one. So I have six choices for you here. 
two of them are correct. So if you just pick one of the two, because we have basically two years where we've done three movies from that year. So which of really? these years uh, is our most common release year for a movie we've picked as a, as a main title episode? So is it A, 2016, B, 2003, C, 2021, D, 2013, E, 2014, or 1977? And maybe you could think about some movies we've done, what, what came out in those years. I mean, what do you yeah, think? No shit, really. Not 77. 2021, we've done the Batman and Spider-Man. When did the Batman come out? Oh, 2022. Whatever. 2021, then. I can't think of another movie we did that recent. Can't be anything, really. What did, what did we do, like, two uh, episodes ago, Cody? We did Spider-Man. <laughs> what did we do for the season premiere? Season three. Uh, oh fuck no, dude! Uncut gems, no. Dune, Dune, Dune. Oh, which was released in what year? There's two. There's two. I don't think we did another. Could be wrong. Um, I feel like I'm gonna knock out the last two options there. I don't know if that's smart. So you said 2013, 2014. What were the first two ones you you gave me there? 16 and 2003. Yeah, I think 2016 is a good shout. That was definitely Moonlight. What else did we fucking do, dude? You can, this is, this I mean, tough. if you need to pull up, if you need to pull up Spotify and look at our episodes, I mean, that might help you. I could do that. I mean, is that cheating? I don't know. No, because uh, I mean, we don't put release years. Just don't look at the descriptions. <laughs> okay, I think I know most release years. Um, Booksmart. That was probably 2016 as well, actually. Uh. Elf, that was really that was probably 2003. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. When did that come out? That was 2013 or 2014. Uh, the Martian, that was probably 2016 as well. I'll go 2016. That's gotta be one. No. Fuck you. <laughs> the two correct answers were 2003. So here are the the movies. About 26, 2016, what we had, I'm going to tell you. 2016, yeah. we had two movies, Arrival and Moonlight. 2003, we had three movies, which was Elf, Holes, and School of Rock. 2021, again, was two, Dune and Spider-Man No Way Home. 2013 only had two movies, and that was Her and Ender's Game. And then in 2014, we talked about The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Interstellar, and of course, our very first episode, Gone Girl. Yeah, so that Cody, is tough. I mean, I feel like all of those years were pretty spread out and what we did in the pod as well, but fair enough, fair enough. So that was our first 10 questions. Now the next 10 are going to really be based on how, how well you remember the things we talked about in the episodes. So you can't miss any of these if you want to be named King of Cat. So let's see. Are you a true fan of the show? Yeah, that's the question. So I think I think I'll be I think I'll be much better at this. Yeah, I think I think you can go ten for ten here. So there's a chance. In season two, yeah. episode five, Lady Bird, who uh -huh. did you recast the guy interviewing Lady Bird's dad with? Was it A. Adam Sandler, B. Paul Rudd, C. Ryan Reynolds, or D. Chris Hemsworth? 
who's the guy interviewing your dad what what part of the movie is that so he goes and he he has an interview this is your recast so he goes for dad and he, he interviews for a job and there's basically like a douchey guy who interviews him oh. and you've recast somebody who yes, did you pick yes. for that role give me the options again i i know who you're talking about now sandler rudd reynolds or hemsworth i'm pretty certain i went at ryan reynolds that's my answer correct there we go off to a hot start here we go oh question number 12 in season two episode three terminator two who did you recast as the young john connor was it a matt damon b leonardo dicaprio c brad pitt or d jaleel white uh it was definitely it had to be young leo i don't know why i've taken anybody else yeah there we go two for two all right in season two episode 11 the martian who did i recast jessica chastain with was it a nicole kidman b kate blanchett c jennifer aniston d bryce dallas howard now you got to remember the things i say how well do you listen to me this is not even a memorable recast. Um, you hated it when I said it, so. Really? You weren't a like fan. It's not, it's not Kate Blanchett, then. There's no way you would have said Jennifer Aniston. I would have hated that, but I don't think you would have said that. <laughs> you didn't hate it, but you were, um, you were not who's a the fan. the first one? Nicole Kidman. It might have been Nicole Kidman, but I feel like you would say Bryce Dallas Howard as well. I, I probably hate it because Jessica Chastain's a uh, good actress. I feel like you said Nicole Kidman, but uh, I'm going to say Bryce Dallas Howard. Is it no. Nicole Kidman? It was Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. I mean, that's the most um, unmemorable recast of all time, I think. <laughs> good one to pick trivia, but yeah. You stumped me there. I did not remember that at all. That means I'm the king of cap. It's yeah, been, it's been, I, I'm the king of cap. So it's over. You're done. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's hit these last couple Congrats questions. Congrats on the fun. In season one, episode one, Gone Girl, who did I replace Tyler mm-hmm. Perry with? Also, you were not oh, a fan man. of this. Yeah. Was it A, Denzel Washington, B, Keegan Michael Key, C, Idris Elba or D, Jared Leto? Oh, God, Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> um, which one did you pick? It's, it's either Denzel or Idris. Man, this is a long time ago. This is a year ago, man. I mean, this, this is a tough one to remember. I would say you probably, man, I don't know. For Tyler Perry, you probably picked Idris Elba. That is correct. That role, I would say. That I'll, is I'll correct. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what is what is Morbius coming out, dude? Uh, I think it's next month. So that, that'll be soon. That's, be. that's the hope. All right. Uh, here we go. In season two, episode twenty-three, Clueless. What TV you asked? So these are tri- So these are trivia questions taken directly from the episodes. So you asked okay. this question. What TV Uh-oh. sitcom is Wallace Shawn in? Oh, fucking Young Sheldon. Come on. There we That's go. Doesn't even, need, doesn't even need choices. Great show. 
All right, question number 16. In season two, episode 13, The Amazing Spider-Man, we both asked, what actress was cast to play MJ, but was then cut? Oh, do you need choices, uh, or do you remember? No, no, it's uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' ex-fiance, Shailene Woodley. Yes, the crystal girl herself. <laughs> All right, question 17. In season two, episode eight, Chicken Little, I asked, what are the three words the porcupine says? Is it uh, A, yo, no, whoa, B, sour, it. sour, it's A, flower, C, sky, fly, dry, or D, who is Joe? As much as I, I wish it was D, uh, it's definitely A, yo, mo, no. That yo, no, sucks. whoa, you're correct. All right. Whatever. You're, hey, you're doing well now, Cody. You found your rhythm. You've hit the questions you like. In season two, episode four, Palm Springs, I asked the following question. When, uh, when the, the main character played by, you know, Jake Peralta or whatever, Andy Samberg, he has his long extended monologue where it has to be one sentence. He uses a bunch of forms of uh, a punctuation. Which of the following does he not use? Is it A, a semicolon? B, a comma, C, an ellipses, or D, quotation marks. You missed it in the original episode. Will you get it now? Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I do remember this question because it's so stupid. Say the options again for me. Semicolon, comma, ellipses, quotation marks. I believe the answer was semicolon. I think Jackson was stumped by this one as well, and I think that was the answer. Yes, that is correct. Uh, Jackson felt that period was not used when in fact he says emphatic period and he argued that an emphatic period is just a exclamation point but that's not true good argument good argument but still wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right the penultimate question in season two episode seven you asked what was the daughter's name in arrival oh it's uh it's a palindrome it's hannah correct good work come on you can't quiz me on my favorite movie of all time, dude. What's going on? All right. And our last question. In the 2000s, 2010 movie draft, what movie did I take number one overall? Was it A, Parasite, B, The Social Network, C, Arrival, or D, Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> uh, it was clearly the, the Social Network, which I think was a bad choice off the bat, but... Junior was very much in favor of it, but yeah, it was definitely uh, the Finchman and, you know, Lex Luthor Jr. All right, that concludes our trivia. Cody, you got 13 out of 20, which unfortunately is not enough for you to be exactly not bad. Cat. I think it's terrible, personally, but... Well, I mean, when I was, when I was two for seven, I was, I was a little worried there, but... Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, you finished strong. Yeah, the first set of questions, if you know, you ask anybody of public viewers here, absolute malarkey. Who, who the hell is supposed to know that shit? But <laughs> I, I blame the question, uh, the question maker here, but I think I did pretty well in, in the backstretch there. Well, you know, some of those early questions I have talked to you about, you know, you got to know the analytics. You got to know the, the behind the scenes of the podcast, <laughs> Cody. So it's not my fault that you don't, you don't know these things. I knew some of it, but... That stuff is hard to predict, I feel like, sometimes. Yeah. But I didn't know some of it. 
it was all about rational guesses, and I'm, I'm not very good at that. So There we go. All right. Well, that concludes. Thank you, everybody, for, for sticking around and listening. Uh, thank you for one year of podcasting. We'll be back with another year even better. Cody, any final words to leave the people with? Yeah, man. It's been a fun year. Stay camping. We'll go another year and another and another. Appreciate you guys. From the king of cap, goodbye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>